Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com In the air to left field. Back at the track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's Meet Warner's not the real official theme song of WWE War, because sadly for us tonight, Marcus, it's going to be all downhill from here, just like it was for Tess after he changed from that theme song. But we are uh, here talking wrestling on WWE War. It is the nerdiest podcast, I'd argue, probably anywhere you're going to find. My buddy and I going through the history of WWE wrestling, uh, every pay-per-view ever in a seasonal format and basing everything on a plus-minus system, ranking every pay-per-view of all time uh, that way, Marcus. How are you? I'm good. Should we do WWE Films once we're done with this project? Why not? Apply the, 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 the condemned concept. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chaperone anybody? Mm. Can tell Who's you ready for some field tripping? It's going to finish alongside this show we're going to talk about tonight. But that said, <laughs> thanks for joining us here on the Notice How Connection. Uh, this podcast and many others are simulcast both video and audio. You can check us out on YouTube if you're not right now and you just search North South Connection, subscribe, and you'll get notified when we have new videos out, which is pretty much almost every day. We also have a lot of content on our audio feed. Some shows are simulcast, some just live exclusively on each feed. Uh, you can just search North South Connection on, uh, I'm going to do the Shawn Michaels one up here. Um, you can search North South Connection on any uh, podcast application and subscribe there. We have everything we have on our social media and um, uh, NorthSouthConnection.com as well. So, on this show, like I mentioned, we're going through every pay-per-view in history. We're doing it in a seasonal format. That means we start with the pay-per-view following WrestleMania in any given calendar year. We wrap with WrestleMania the next calendar year, and that's a season for us. We just finished one in our last episode, capped off our best season of the 10 that we've done so far. That was 2001-2002. And we have an interesting one ahead. It's quite the jump forward. Uh, we're going to be covering 2018-2019. So we'll see how that goes, Marcus. There is a lot of content 
to cover in the season. These are very long shows. Uh, this is during the full-on network bloated excess pay-per-view special event era. Uh, there are some special shows we're not covering, like they were network exclusive specials and not considered uh, pay-per-views at the time. All these motherfucking shows are at least like four hours. <laughs> so we, we got a lot to cover uh, through all these. And it's going to start with our, our first one tonight. Um, what we do, though, is we watch every match. We grade every match. We take the average score of those match grades. So we take Marcus's grade, my grade, take the average. And then we go plus minus. So if you consider two and a half to be a replacement level average match, whatever we're above or beyond that or below that is our, our the points that get assigned to that match. We total that up. We also break down every show in a bunch of categories. And again, if you think of everything that's average as replacement level, um, you know, an average uh, moment, uh, just the crowd is okay, commentary is okay. Uh, but anything that's better than that, okay, or anything that's worse than that, okay, gets a plus or minus assigned to it. And then we net everything out at the end. Uh, Marcus, do you want to tell us what categories that we rank through and discuss as we watch these shows? Absolutely. Uh, we start off with build. Followed up by commentary, atmosphere, notable moments and importance, our match grades, the card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And for anybody uninitiated, an all-time match is anything that we both consider to be a 4.25 and above for it to be a plus, or a 0.75 and below for it to be a minus. And to call it too, rewatchability is um, stuff that doesn't really fall into like a notable moment. And it's not just like a great match. Rewatchability mm -hmm. is like a I'll call it a guilty pleasure moment or just like, ugh, I never want to watch that again kind of moment. It was cringy. It was, well, no, we'll see a lot, a lot of those. Um, but maybe like, a, like, you know, we always talk about uh, like Billy Gunn with the famous Survivor Series one, that kind of stuff, right? It's like a fun, oh. if you throw out a comp of the show, what are the moments you don't mind like rewatching outside of like the match itself? So, okay. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and dive into our new season, 2018-2019. Uh, it's coming off WrestleMania in New Orleans, coming off uh, one of the best takeovers of all time in TakeOver New Orleans. Uh, but tonight we're going to be covering just WWE for the whole season, I should say. NXT we do separately. Um, so we're going to dive in with the show I, I was dreading, Marcus. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not a fan of any of the Saudi Arabia shows, per se. Um, and this was the first one. And like we said, we're in full-on bloated era. This is the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, it took place April 27th, 2018 from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, at King Abdullah International Stadium. They put an attendance of 60,000. Who, who knows? Who cares? Uh, it's all three brands. We have Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxton on uh, commentary. It, it's a pretty full card. Um, and... The hook of the show is that it's going to be the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, right? So it's a 50-man Royal Rumble. And I think besides the stupid Saudi Arabia shit, what bothered me right away was the concept that this Rumble was going to be counted amongst the other Rumbles from a historical show. We're doing a show, you and I, grounded in stats, baseball-like stats. And a show like this just broke me. I was like... We should not be counting this as a Royal Rumble. They should have called it made this the greatest Rumble, you know, mm. the greatest Battle Royal, whatever you want to call it. But like to bastardize their most popular gimmick of all time, the Royal Rumble with this nonsense bothered me to know it. Well, I remember when the rumors started of them running shows in Saudi Arabia, they wanted to take a known brand over there. So the hot rumor was that WrestleMania, there was going to be mm -hmm. not a formal WrestleMania, but like, their WrestleMania, an additional right. WrestleMania, and they were going to start having WrestleMania here, WrestleMania this, WrestleMania that, as opposed to the one WrestleMania per year. And uh, I think those those rumors weren't too far off base because, I mean, we get that here with Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yep. And we do get WrestleMania backlash, right, at some point, too. Mm -hmm. They start calling it that. So, <clears throat> all right, let's dive in. We'll go by the matches. I, I honestly... Don't give a fuck about this show. I'm gonna be very. And it held up as that. Like it didn't. I was. I went into it clean. I was like, all right, let me see. Maybe it's just me, and I was in a bad place at the time with this shit. Like maybe it's better than I. No, it's not. So like, we're not gonna spend a lot of time in the matches. Uh, we'll just be straightforward with you on this show. Um, we open with John Cena versus Triple H. Uh, Cena had really kind of become a part-time guy, as had Triple H at this point, right? Cena is coming off that. Terrible thing with Undertaker at WrestleMania where Taker pretty much just buries him. Triple H 
when like when was his last? Had he wrestled since thirty three with with Rollins? Did he do anything in seventeen? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. It would have been thirty four, coming off of the Ronda tag. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So he had just done that, right? Okay, where he punched Kurt Angle in the face. <laughs> <on Raw>. um, <laughs> so obviously, I get it, right? You start with kind of a dream match, two legends to kick the show off. I'd argue they peak here uh, <laughs> as the night goes on. <laughs> um, I went two and three quarters, fine, whatever, you know. Cena wins. Yep. yep. Two and three quarters for me too. It's 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 fine. It's established names. It's a good way yep. to start the show. Yep. Uh our next match is for the cruiserweight title, the old purple purple belt, as uh, Cedric Alexander is going to retain against Kalisto. Yep. Um, I gave this two and a half. Athleticism's good, but I just thought it was just a just a just a match. I went three stars. I, I like this. I like Cedric Alexander a lot. This is a, a really, I think it's a forgotten year for him as far as his push. He has like almost a year long undefeated run where he's not pinned. He holds the Cruiserweight title from Mania until almost the end of the year. And he's really the centerpiece of 205 Live during one of its, its best runs. Like, his 205 Live started what, like 2017 ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a couple of years, it was a really fun show. Like, I really enjoyed watching 205 Live regularly. Uh, the cruiser action was pretty strong on it, and Alexander was the centerpiece. So I was a fan of him during the stretch. Uh, I had also liked him a lot. Like, I was really into ROH in, like, 13, 14, 15, and he was on there a lot um, uh, in tag team and singles action and stuff, and he was really good on that too. So Yeah. As we continue this into future seasons, I think, um, past uh, 2019, if we ever do 2022 and stuff like that, I think he's going to be a big guy that we see like they missed the boat on because he's mm-hmm. he's super talented. Still time. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still there. Uh, all right, Raw Tag Titles are next. Uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt defeat the bar uh, to win the belts. This is uh, They were vacant right after Nicholas and Braun Strowman fiasco mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Uh, so they do a little tournament and Hardy and Wyatt win. We're full in Woken, Broken, Matt Hardy. They tried to redo the one thing that TNI ever did that was better than anything else in wrestling, and that was during the, the Broken Saga uh, a couple of years before this, which was just awesome stuff. They try and recreate it a bit here, and they paired them with the spooky Bray Wyatt. And I thought they actually had some decent little chemistry. Like, I, I didn't mind them. I'm a, I'm a bar super fan, so I was all upset to see them lose uh, during this year when they're, when they're tremendous. Uh, the match is fine. I went two and three quarters. I, I'd call it a bit of a surprise, though. Yeah, I don't think you're going to hear a bad word about uh, Sheamus and Cesaro this whole season, and that's because there's not a bad word to uh, be said about the two. Um, They're fantastic. I'm not a fan of the, the Matt Hardy-Bray Wyatt combination, so I went uh, two and a quarter, just uh, something I never care to see again. I uh, mean, I, this is a topic for another show, but Cesaro's got to be a top three tag worker of all time and at least in company history if not all time yeah maybe one one. for me one for me if you look at all time i mean arn's up there right it's hard to sorry arn's great i know i know that's you know that's that's a he's got got kings of wrestling he's got the team with uh tj he's Mm -hmm. got the team with sheamus there's another one swagger swagger yep Mm -hmm. yeah yeah blackpool combat club stuff now so yeah um all-time great tag worker. Uh, for the United States title in our next contest, it is uh, Jeff Hardy defeating my man, Don't Hinder Gender, uh, retaining the U.S. title. Uh, I went with a 2.25 for this match as well. Um, you know, just slightly above war. Uh, yeah. Some, they were a little, little off. I went two and a quarter as well. Um, you know, I'm a Jeff Hardy super fan. Hardy boy, super Mark. I went crazy at WrestleMania 33 when they made the return. Um, so it was cool to see Hardy get this singles push. But, I mean, Mahal's whatever. And I know you like him. But, and this is right after his world title run. So whatever. He's probably at the, the coming right off the peak of his powers during the stretch. He's still getting a bit of a push. Hardy's our U.S. champion. Uh, next, we have another tag title match. It's the SmackDown tags as the Bludgeon Brothers beat the Usos. Um 2018 is not that long ago, Marcus, and it surprised me that, like, the Usos are still not the Usos yet. Like, I'm curious to see when that comes. Like, I don't know. Like, they're they're well-regarded and they're pushed, but they're not the Usos that we know today, right? Like, number one top three tag team of all time type stuff. Um, I know they finished high when we did the GWE tag team list, and I think that was in 18. Uh, so I think they were well-regarded by fans, but just, like, 
to see them here get crushed by the Bludgeon Brothers was pretty surprising. So I went two and a half. I thought it was it was fine. I liked the Bludgeon Brother run in eighteen because they were the best parts of the Wyatt family and they deserved it. But um, what'd you think of this one? Uh, I went uh, two point seven five. Um, really solid co- uh, tag team match. Um, Luke Harper for me, uh, Brody. He's a he's a top one hundred worker in company history. He's just super solid in everything he does. And the Usos, uh, I didn't get to do a list in twenty eighteen, but uh, you know I would definitely have them in my top three, uh, without a doubt. Um, they're just just. I think if you did it now, team. they may be number one. They might be. I mean, they're they're in that demolition stratosphere right now, and that is with the bloodline storyline. But um, yeah, I think, I think New Day might have finished. New Day is great too. Yeah. No, Hardy's. I think the Hardy's finished one, New Day two, so it's three. Something like or maybe that was me and Aaron's list. We did a joint list. It was something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm curious I, I think where looking that now, now. I'd say the Usos are probably number one now after this run, I would think. Usos. Oh. Usos. All right. Uh we have a intercontinental title match as it is Seth Rollins retaining in a fatal four way against Smojo. Finn Balor mm-hmm. and Mike the Miz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with a war of was this a ladder match? This was a, mm-hmm. a ladder match, right? Uh, I went mm-hmm. with a war of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a ladder match. Um, this is a, a pretty good year for Joe. I think it's forgotten. I think everyone remembers the NXT stuff and thinks he just does nothing. But eighteen, he's kind of all over the place. Um, this is pretty much a rematch of Mania, just with Joe and the ladder added in. And it was one of the best matches of Mania was the opener, Balor, Miz, and Rollins, where Rollins won the IC belt. Um, this is three and a quarter for me. I don't think it's as good as that. I think this underperformed when you look at the guys in it and the gimmick. I think this should have been better. But I just think there was a lid on the action on this night <laughs> across the board. Yeah. And it's just – you don't want to fly back on that long flight banged up from a ladder match. Like, it's just yeah. right. not, not the right match. All right. Up next, we have the WWE title on the line is AJ Styles defending against Nakamura. This is kind of the feud of the early half of the season. They had their first match at Mania. That was a, it was good, but it was definitely disappointing. I think everyone was banking on them to deliver what they had seen in New Japan, right? When they had that classic. And we're just a couple of years later, by the time we get to this feud, and it just never clicks. Well, we're going to chronicle this feud more than any, probably, in the season. They, they fight a bunch. This is the one where we do uh, it's the double knockout or whatever, or the double countout. Um, they weren't going to waste a title change or a significant finish on this car, on this crowd. I think so. We kind of just pivot and, and keep it rolling to the next show. Again, I went three and a quarter. I like it, but it's significantly disappointing when you think of like what you're expecting it to be. Yeah. If you're going to get to a double count out or, you know, the, the double non finish, like I'd rather it burn bright and burn fast than like do the slow build of a great professional wrestling match that gets out of control. Like, just just escalate things quickly and, and get to the value. This wasn't for me. This whole feud's not for me. Um, like their New Japan work is is some all time great stuff in, in pro wrestling, but um, a couple of years later in WWE, a different setting, whatever. It's just not for me. Uh, I went uh, two point seven five. Next up, oh boy, <laughs> bury me softly, brother. It oh, is my Undertaker favorites. taking on <laughs> Rusev. Um, in a casket match, um, man, I was a little lower on this than I anticipated, mm-hmm. um, but I went with a war or two for this match. Um, but um, it may not reflect how much I enjoyed it. I went to it a quarter. Uh, yeah, this is the infamous "Bury Me Softly," brother, where Rusev uh, <laughs> coming off the red hot uh, Rusev day is still it's still going on here during this time mm-hmm. period. Aid in English and in the intros and. You know, I was at Mania New Orleans at 34, and the Rusev Day chant was like the most over thing in New Orleans. I mean, it was the, I feel like every Mania weekend has like a catchphrase that everyone's doing or saying a moment, like was 29, it was the Fandango. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's got, every Mania weekend's got a hit. And Rusev Day was the one everywhere we went, Rusev Day. And um, it was so super over. And I think that's why. You know, Rusev, who never shied away from saying whatever he wanted to say on social media and elsewhere, when they announced that he'd be fading Taker in a casket match, um, <laughs> it was quite clearly obvious that uh, it was not going to end well for him. So, yeah, he. <laughs> um, so, uh, producer Tim says they replaced Rusev with Jericho. Did they go back? Did they go back to Rusev? Was that what it was? It was yeah, going to be Rusev, then it was Jericho, and then they realized they didn't want to bury Jericho. 
until they went back. Yeah, they up. changed it like later that day. I think they changed right. it to like Jericho as like a punishment or whatever. It, oh, for the bury me softly, right? Okay. Yeah, we said yeah. bury me softly. They punished him, took him out of the match, and then they switched it back to, to Rusev and buried him softly. Yes, <laughs> bury me softly, brother. Uh, all timer, all timer. All right. Next up what is the man. WWE World Title. Brock Lesnar uh, defends against Roman Reigns and retains. Uh, two and a half here for me. It's a, st- a steel cage match. Um, it's a fart bomb rematch from their fart bomb at WrestleMania that ends with the um, you know classic Brock going backstage and throwing the belt at Vince after the they bomb out the main event of, of Mania. Uh, it's not the last time we're gonna see these guys. Obviously, far from it. But this uh, just was as pedantic as it gets for me. A, a completely average title match at two and a half. Yeah, I love these two. Um, I don't love them in uh, this time period. Um, they're not booked to either man's strengths. Um, but yeah, two top five GWWE guys for me. Um, Nine minute and cage I, match at block. If if there's a saving grace, it's the fact that you know it was only nine minutes, and I think they they did what uh, Hardy and Nakamura should have done. But mm-hmm. uh, two and a half for me. Uh, Styles and Nakamura, I mean. Uh, Styles and Nakamura. Yeah. Who did I say? Hardy. Sorry. Anyway, Hardy. Okay. We'll get yeah, to that. <laughs> we'll get we to will. that this season. <coughs> um, that takes us to our main event, which is the greatest parentheses Royal Rumble match. And it is uh, Braun Strowman outlasting, outdrawing, and outlucking fifth, uh, 49 other contestants um, to win the greatest Royal Rumble and get to uh, raise his hand with the crown prince. And he gets a trophy and he gets a green belt. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to read all the guys. There's 50 entrants. Um, what's crazy to me is that they don't have anyone doing double duty. Mm-hmm. It is 50 entrants that did not work earlier in the night. So they found 50 freaking guys. And it's not a lot of like legends or surprises either. It's like every Jambrone on the roster is in this match. Um, World War Three vibes, for real. Oh, God, it's it's long. Um you know, Strowman winning is kind of like whatever. I guess this is probably his best year. Um, he's in some pretty big stuff later. It's an hour and 17 minutes. Eliminates big casts at the end. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <clears throat> it's uninspired, like most of the show. It's just completely uninspired. So um, I'm going to venture and say, Marcus, this is probably one of our lowest total match grade war scores at 0.75. Oh, yeah, I um, went. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Went you had a one. one. I went two and a mm-hmm. half on the match, but I mean overall for the whole card is 0.75, which is uh, hilariously low, honestly. All right, let's get to our categories. Uh, for build, we gave a plus one for Hardy and Wyatt building a presence. We got the broken Matt universe, and then there, this is the final of the tag tournament. A point for Jeff Hardy winning the U.S. title from Mahal. This sets up the rematch here. A point for the all-time tweet, uh, Barry, me softly, brother. A point for the Usos getting singles wins on the Bludgeons to come into this show. Uh, a point for the good follow-up to the WrestleMania IC title match. Talked about that. A point for the ongoing Styles Nakamura feud with the low, low blows. And uh, Nakamura saying, I don't speak English when they're asking him for an explanation. Uh, a point for the Reigns-Lesnar title war. You know, it's a pretty smooth path for Mania. Brock teases about leaving to UFC. Then he announces he signed the contract and he keep, brings the title back. So the feud itself is like progressing okay, but. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, Cena and Triple H with no real build. Just uh, here's two legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, no build for the Cruiserweight title match as well. We've got the tag team division uh, being an utter mess with uh, Nicholas and Braun giving up the titles. Um, we get the shoehorned explanation of uh, the tag team eliminator tournament. No build really for the casket match, although I think Rusev, um, Rusev did more than uh, <laughs> they were going to do on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they just picked Rusev off the shelf and uh, – you know, he was at his hottest, and they looked to all right. Let, let's let's bury somebody who's at their their hottest point. Uh, we got Sami Zayn, who quote unquote couldn't go to Saudi Arabia due to vertigo from uh, Bob Lashley. Yeah. So I mean, look, we support Sami and not going. That's not the, the approach mm-hmm. of that. It's just like the lame way they cover for it and say it. It's just stupid. Um, so whatever. All right, so that's a plus two for Bills. Probably one of the best we're gonna get. Uh, commentary. One point for Michael Cole with his stats about the international title changes, which is good. And they do a good job telling the Styles Nakamura history. Uh, that's about it, though, Marcus. What do we have for the bad for the commentary? 
All right, lace my boots up. Settle in. Yeah, Cole, Cole calling Triple H the creator, uh, mm. especially multiple times. The soundbite of um, Byron, the, the walking soundbite of Byron Saxon is back all night. We went minus two there. Um, constant um, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia um, uh, pandering, let's say, all night. We've got all the announcers and wrestlers giving the hype uh, and praise. Just feels like forced and sarcastic all night. Uh, Byron wondering what will Shinsuke do if he doesn't become champion tonight, just to calmly announce later that like, oh, we're going to get another Nakamura versus AJ Styles <laughs> match in Extreme Rules. Like, um, announcer struggled to explain the finish, the cage match, um, you know, because it's pretty clear that that Brock didn't hit. Um, mm -hmm. And so they, they kind of, you know, well, maybe both feet touched or it was the referee's discretion or, you know, this or that, or, you know, oh, maybe it was just his back, his back hit. And that was good. And like, You've hit us over the head that it's both right. feet have to touch the floor. Uh, we've got Cole being obnoxious with Elias. Um, it's just forced and over the top yelling. It's way too much. We haven't seen much uh, progression there from Cole. Um, Cole is brutal during the rumble. Just too much. Look at this. Look at this. And yelling. Um, you know, he's got his stats ready to go as soon as somebody comes out, which makes mm -hmm. it feel like, yeah. yeah, this is totally random, right? Um, right. And it's. He helps the music barely to. hits. This is Chris Jericho's 13th Royal Rumble match. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, he he got two minutes to kill. Like, right. can you wait? Can you wait 90 seconds? Um, it, it He overall contributes to what is a really rough 90-minute uh, watch. So we went minus two for Cole for the uh, the Rumble match. And that's a minus nine overall for commentary. <laughs> so one of the worst commentator shows we've had, I think, so far. Was this one? Uh, all right, atmosphere. We gave a point for. The, uh, we actually gave three points for the all-time stadium and presentation. I mean, it looks amazing, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what it is and where it is. Like, it, it looks really cool. It looks like a big-time rock show. Uh, Triple H's great entrance looks like a rock star. A point for that. A point for Cena with all the kids dressed like him is a kind of cool touch. A point for the Wyatt entrance. A point for Nakamura's entrance was look great. A point for the Rusev day with Aiden English. Uh, a point for Taker's entrance was always travels well. And we gave a point for the kind of the, some of the nicer pops in the Rumble, Mysterio, Hornswoggle, or in all kind of good, good reactions. But beyond that, it was a lot of silence. Yeah, Mr. Six WrestleManias himself, uh, Mr. Chocolate Doo Doo Fingers with a big pop. Uh, for our minuses, we've got a simplistic opening video package, which we've seen a lot of those during this project, and a lot of them are really good, but this wasn't one of them. You just kind of name the matches, uh, run down the card. Uh, the, crowd go, the crowd going to sleep for a while after the opener, you know, um, not what you want to see on a show. Uh, it leads to a weird and uneasy vibe uh, throughout the whole show, too. Just like alternating uh, between like silence and a smattering of like a, you know, light applause or buzz for long stretches of time. So we went minus two there to kind of encapsulate that the whole night. Mm -hmm. uh, the crowd being dead for the lame styles and Nakamura finish. Uh, the rumble is just so long and quiet outside of some entrances that you named. Um, just long stretches of silence and non-pops. And um, Shane takes like a huge bump in the crowd, like yeah. does not care at all. He almost dies in the just like complete silence. It's like <laughs> this guy's sacrificing his life overseas for you and no one cares. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is a uh, war. Four. Of, let me check four. So, yeah. So I right. feel, feel like they pulled the nose up on that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, notable moments. We gave a point for being the first of the Saudi Arabia deal, so pretty infamous show. A point for the Deleters of Worlds, Hardy and Wyatt winning the tag titles. A point for Jericho making his WWE return after another layoff. Uh, a point for the Bludgeon Brothers destroying the Usos. That's a big win for them uh, coming off Mania to then kill the Usos. A point for Hiroki Sumi, big sumo star guest appearance. A point for Goldust. He makes an appearance here. Uh, 13th Rumble, second all time. Mm -hmm. A point for Rey Mysterio making his return after he had been gone for a while, like four years or so, right? So this is a pretty big moment for him to come back. Um, and he's still been here till this day, right? I don't think he leaves again. So Yeah, I think he's in. Um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he's not back full time yet. He's back pretty soon full time after this, if not fully here. But um, we get the all time meme of Titus O'Neill, poor guy falling under the ring. Point for that. I mean, that's it's a really notable piece of the show. Poor guy goes running down and slides under. Um, they replay it a hundred times. A uh, point for Lashley makes his first pay per view return since 2007. He came back the night after Mania. And a point for Daniel Bryan setting the longevity record. 
again, I mean, we're, we're kludgy on our stats, but they count it. So whatever. And then a point for Braun Strowman being the greatest Royal Rumble winner. So those are your moments for the night. All right. Uh, for our minuses, we've got blowback for WWE entering their deal with the, uh, the Saudi Arabia government. There's been ongoing, uh, it has been an ongoing PR concern since we've got all the announcers and wrestlers giving the hype and praise. This feels really uh, forced and sarcastic mm-hmm. all night. Uneasy feeling as well throughout the show with uh, with all that. So we went minus three to encapsulate that. Uh, no women's matches allowed. We got Mike Bennett flies to Saudi Arabia uh, for a five second Royal Rumble appearance. Um, and then uh, the women not allowed at the show during the uh, revolution era. So I think you throw that on top of no women's matches, period. Yeah, we kind of stacked um, it because fuck it. It's like, yeah, we went yeah, minus yeah. three. We want an extra, but it's, I mean, this is like their hottest period of women's wrestling. They're trying mm-hmm. to legitimize and you're running a major show here where you can't even have any of them on, let alone in matches. So bad look. Um, so it's a plus one overall for moments. 0.75 for match grades. Card structure, we give a point for them starting hot with the Legends match. A point for loading the card with title matches and gimmicks to make it feel like a big deal. A point to close with the Rumble match. And a point for starting with Brian and letting him showcase himself after the big comeback at Mania, kind of reestablish what a great worker he is. Ooh, for uh, card structure in the a lot minuses. of talking for you on the show. My God, here we go. We have the bastardizing, pissing on the legacy of the Royal Rumble match, uh, all of its stats and history with this uh, 50 man incarnation. We've got all the political interest and propaganda all night as well. We went minus two. We got commercials on a five-hour show on their own network, minus two. Uh, doing a cruiserweight match that is heavily map-based uh, doesn't help keep the hot vibes, especially going on second. Um, expert panel recaps just drag things out even more on the show. Uh, dragging JR and King out to Saudi Arabia for no reason. Um, awkward, especially with uh, Byron there. Like, yeah, he's, wish, like, like he's running maybe. back and forth from commentary. He's winded. Yeah, uh, and, and he's going up to the booth, yeah. Um, but he's, he's winded from all that. Uh, it turns into nerve-wracking hype for Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, what else we got? A long stretch of interviews and hype packages for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, again, it feels like you're watching like a, you know, a, a paid infomercial with wrestling in between. I mean, it, um, it's due to the prayer break, so it, mm-hmm. it is what it is, but it's like – this makes everything feel so much longer on top of everything else. Like they could have tightened other stuff to allow for that time, you know? Right. Or shoot some matches before the show starts and air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, promos. I don't know. Um, we got the PC training montage and signing presentation uh, with, with uh, the Davari's coming out that drag things out even more. Mm-hmm. Terrible, awful finish to Styles and Nakamura. I uh, got Lesnar and Reigns again, three weeks after the WrestleMania bomb, uh, the confusing finish uh, that we talked about to avoid beating Reigns clean once again. Uh, a huge rumble like this without using any double duty means a lot of low-level entrance, uh, World War Three style, like we said, and just drag things out and uh, gets no reaction. I mean, you could have tightened That's the worst part of it. That's the worst yeah. part of it is, is there's no reaction because of it. So it's like, you know, why not use some of the hot guys you had earlier in the night to at least get a pop? Like, you could have mm. put Styles, Nakamura, Cena, Orton, Budge, like, these guys you could have been the Hardys that are stars that would have at least woken the crowd up, so... Uh, so it's a minus nine for card structure. Uh, you can see where we're headed here. Uh, rewatchability, we give a point for the cage-breaking spear. That was unique. And a point for Braun chokeslamming Shane off the top through a table. That was a wild moment. Uh, for our minuses, we've got five hours being way too long for the mm. show. Um, it's impossible, I think, to go back and rewatch. We've got Cena's pandering post-match speech about how important the show is. Um we got the WWE roster singing uh, about the WWE Network like it's like it's Live Aid, and you got uh, uh, Freddie Mercury up there with his arms up. Uh, Byron in near tears trying to not mess up the uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> he's like, dying. He's so worried he's going to fuck us all up. Got a, a life-threatening weapon pointed in his back. Uh, we got the cringy Jericho interview with Mike Rome trying way too hard, um, but all, all the, go- the goofiness makes it feel like an unimportant show. All the announcers and wrestlers giving the hype and praise just feels so forced and sarcastic again. Um, everything feels uneasy throughout the mm-hmm. show. You can, you can feel the tension. Um, and we went minus three there. And then uh, we've got, last but not least, Bobby Lashley almost killing Big Cass with the what turns out being a brain buster. I think it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a, a suplex, but uh, ends up being a 
Brain Buster up against the ropes. So it's a minus seven for rewatchability. We actually had no all-time bad matches, not no all-time good either. But, um, but Marcus, that gives us a total war score of negative seventeen point two five, um, which easily, easily makes it our worst show that we've ever watched. Our previous low was over the limit, twenty eleven, at negative nine. So. I mean, it's not even in the realm of worst show. Like, it is just by far the worst show we've had to sit through. It, it was it long. Is. It was bloated. It was boring. Uh, it felt pointless. Like, no one felt com- seemed comfortable. Everyone seemed nervous. It was a weird vibe. It was not enjoyable at all. It has uh, bottomed out the floor mm-hmm. of uh, what I think we're going to have during this project. So, I hopefully, yeah, I, I can't news. imagine anything passes this. I, yeah. Anyway. Hopefully that's the good news is like we've we've got our worst show and everything from this point on is is onward and upwards. But well, think our best show right now is Rumble 02 at 44. So we we (laughs) we have a 61 point difference between our best and now and our worst. Huge swing. Yeah. We have more Saudi shows to come. So I guess we'll see if any are as bad as this. But I don't think they are like I'm not a big fan of them, but I think this is far and away the worst. Yeah. that we're going to cover. All right, let's get to our second show of the night, and that is Backlash, May 6th, 2018, for the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. 14,724 in attendance. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, uh, Jonathan Coachman, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton mixing in on the commentary. Coach and Cole are raw. Phillips and Saxton, SmackDown, Graves on both shows at this point. Uh, so the coach is back. <laughs> Talk about him. Uh, we had one pre-show match. It was Ruby Riot defeating Bailey in 10 minutes. Uh, and then we'll dive into the show itself. So our opener kind of continues our IC title feud uh, overall. And that is Seth Rollins defending against The Miz uh, successfully. I liked this as an opener. It's actually having it as probably a top two-ish match on the night. Uh, I went three and a quarter stars. Uh, 2.75 for me. I liked it as well as an opener. Um didn't quite get to that, that three stratosphere that it did for you, but um, nonetheless, long I liked it. Match. 20 it, minutes. It's long, and, and that, that's what did it for me. I, I feel like you could have had a hotter opener if this would have went, you know, 13. 20. Yeah, 20 minutes. It's our second second longest match of the night, and not by much, by about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to their defense, I think we're going to see the season that these Rollins matches where mm-hmm. he goes out there and he works. I mean, they, they take a while to, to really heat up and get going, and right. they usually pay off. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next contest is for the Raw Women's Championship, as Nia Jax is going to retain against Alexa Bliss. Uh, I went two and a half. Um, I feel like I like their WrestleMania match a good bit, but uh, whenever we do the season prior to this one, um, you know, we'll find out about that. But this one was just two and a half for me. I feel like they captured the magic that they did have uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh... It was fine. I mean, this feud is whatever, the whole bullying thing. Um, you know, they try and make a good point. It's just that I don't think Naya ever was really a sympathetic face. Um, unless you're brother Nate Milton. I think she was better suited as a heel. Uh, she should have probably been the one doing the bullying. I get what they were doing, the mean girl thing. Um, but just Naya, to me, just screams like, you know, big bruising heel using power offense. Like she should be dominating, not being the underdog to someone that's like half her size literally um height wise and it's like i just don't think she was like one that she didn't have that connection with the fans and then she also had the rep right of like it hurting people and stuff so like it just to me was was an awkward choice of way to go with this program but jacks retains two and a half uh u.s title online jeff hardy defeats randy orton i went 275 on this i think it was you know it was a fine match I like this feud. Uh, we'll see more of it as the year goes on. And we have a, a really good installment of it coming later in the year. Uh, as Orton, I think he misses a little bit of time with an injury, but he's still kind of around. But um, they'll, they'll have rematches as we go. And the one's great. But th- this one was just fine for me. Yeah, this one's uh, more at my alley. I went uh, three and a quarter. Uh, I really like these two. I love Orton. I really you know, love Jeff Hardy. I'm in the, uh, the Hardy fan section with you. So uh, this one, this one was really good stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next match is uh, Daniel Bryan taking on big Cass. Uh classic, big little storyline. And I went with a uh, two and a half, you know, I went two and three quarters action. 
Yeah, two and three quarters to me, it was fine. I mean, Brian's Brian, right? Uh, just under eight minutes. But this, when Daniel Bryan resigned and decided to come back, there was a lot of frustration on fans on social media. I remember thinking, like, this guy can wrestle again, and he could go anywhere and have dream matches, New Japan, Indies, and, like, you know, we weren't quite to all all in yet. I think that's, is that the next year or is that this year? Is that 2018 or 19? Oh, maybe it is. R- the ROH version is 2018. Yeah. yeah. So I think there, were, there was excitement around that. Like, they're like, oh, this guy could go have some classics again. And there was a lot of anger when he resigned because it's like, oh, they're just going to waste them. And and here we are two shows in. Like, yeah, that shitty Mania match with Shane where he got hurt and came back. And now he's fighting big casts. And yeah, maybe he's working the rust off and figuring things out. But it felt like this dude, we didn't know at the time, right? Like, this guy could be on borrowed time. Like, who knows? Every time he's tried to come back before, he's had, like, a month and they got hurt again. So, like, is, if if he only has so many matches in the chamber and we're using one on big Cass, felt like a bit of a waste. Um, Cass beats him up after the match. So, it's like, oh, is this going to continue? Um, again, it was fine, but it felt like at the time, like, a big waste of Brian, uh, what they could be using him for. Uh, up next, we have Carmella upsetting Charlotte to win the SmackDown Women's title. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, to retain, right? She had already cashed in. She was champion mm-hmm. coming in. Um, so two and a half, but this was an upset that she retained for sure. Yeah, uh, I like Carmella a lot during this run. I also like Charlotte a lot during this time period too. So uh, this one trended a little bit higher for me. I, w- I went with three, but um, that's, just, that's just me being high on the two of them. Yeah, and the, the finish is fine too, where Charlotte does the moonsault misses and her knee buckles and Carmella just kind of rolls her up. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're paying off Carmella winning the money in the bank and cashing in and they're kind of doing the lucky chicken shit heel stuff with her. So, and she's fine yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she, she does really good character work here. Uh, for the WWE championship, it is another installment in this feud that will never end as it is AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura going to a, uh, no contest there. Um, I believe is this the double low blow? Yeah, I believe so. It's another yeah. finish. Um, I went uh, two <laughs> and a half. Um, overall, I felt like this was a waste of time. Yeah, I went. I actually went three seven five. Like I, I liked the match itself. It's just the finish really killed it. It's a no DQ, but they can't continue. They were just trying to find ways to keep stretching it out, stretching it out, waiting to get to that classic. Um, you could have just done the knock DQ again if you really want to, but. I, I think their chemistry showed up a little bit more here. This felt a little bit more in line with Mania than the the Greatest Rumble match. So. Uh, next up, we have Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I went two and a quarter. Owens and Zayn are, are terrible. They're as great as they are today, they're as terrible in that stretch. Like They were so maligned. I, like You couldn't believe there was such a groundswell of hate against these two guys, like these beloved guys, <laughs> like like they were brutal on SmackDown with the feud with Shane uh, and all this stuff just w- was rough to watch. Lashley struggles for a while after his comeback. Like he doesn't click. It's almost a year. I feel like before he really kind of figures it out again and gets going. Um, Strowman is Strowman. So this is like kind of whatever two and a quarter for me. Yeah. As weird as this, it's the Lana storyline with, with Lashley. That's right. where like he comes out of a shell and the in-ring work follows and then they get him with MVP and he's off to the races. Um, I went uh, 1.75. It just felt like like Owens and Zane, like they're out there pulling teeth. Um, all-time capable performers, um, two all-time greats, think two, two Hall of Fame guys. Um, as as we talk right now, two of the best in the world, in my opinion. But um, out there, Strowman and Lashley, just you know, mm. the material they were given to work with, it just felt like it. Um, but they didn't, they didn't raise it up either. Like, no, it's on them as much because they got a lot of time. Like that Shane stuff, they were all over TV during that that stretch mm-hmm. with Brian and Shane. Like they they were main eventing every show. They had a chance to try and make it work for as great as they are, and they just could not pull it out. Yeah, but they're also not doing anything that I know they're capable of doing. It felt like they were in a box. And they were trying to not leave the box while trying to get over the material. And, um, you know, eventually they, they get out of it. But um, that takes us to our main event, mm-hmm. which is uh, Samoa Joe. I almost said Bob Lashley. I had Samoa Joe taking on Roman Reigns in a uh, big time attraction match of uh, two Samoan Joes. I went with a uh, 3.25. I thought uh, Samoa Joe really did a great job, like, bringing this air of 
danger and legitimacy um, and, and intensity and conflict uh, with yeah. Roman here. And I, I felt like it felt like a, like a, almost like a UFC style main event. Yeah. I went to read a quarter as well. I, like we said, it's, it's a big year for Joe. Uh, he does a lot of uh, big time matches throughout the year, and this is probably the best they ever use him. Uh, I don't know how many times there's a pay per view in, in history, like where there's no title, world title match, and just like a random attraction match closes it out. I mean, this stuff like like Buried Alive with Taker Mankind, but that's like a big time feud. This really wasn't even a feud. Like, I, I don't know how many pay per views are with a match like this randomly, no world title, just like two guys wrestling. Um, so, anyway, uh, yeah. That closes that out. That gives us a total war score of four point. I'm sorry, of a two point five for in ring. So, pretty low. I would say on the low end of of. Uh, I think our average shows are like that, three and a half to five and a half. Right, you get above that, it's like a really good show. Below that, it's kind of like eh, in ring. And, you know, I'm curious to see how the season goes in the ring because you think of this era as being like, oh, it's all work rate, right? All work rate, no stories, no moments, all work rate. We'll see. On this night, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, definitely not. On this night, it's not quite there either. So we'll see. All right, let's get to our categories. Let's start with build. We gave a point for Rollins and Miz battling over the IC title. It's been going since Mania, cross-brand war. A point for the long build to the Naya Alexa Bliss story and explosion over the bullying. A point for the good rivalry building with Orton and Hardy as Orton attacked Hardy after the tag match. They've kind of been needling each other. A point for Cass making a surprise return from injury. A point for Carmella cashing in on Charlotte after the Iconics attacked her and she won the title. A point for the Styles-Nakamura feud rolling on. Nakamura slowly turned heel with the low blows. And then a point for the good build, Joe torturing Reigns to set up the main event. For our minuses, we've got uh, lazy storytelling there, I think, with the material of Cass punking out Brian uh, for being short and, and taking a spotlight. Uh, we got Owens. Delusional. It does, yeah. Um, especially since he got over because of... You know, Enzo, whatever. Uh, we got Owens and Zayn. Um, just their booking is just stumbling. Um, they feel aimless. They feel boxed in. And then uh, two of the best wrestlers in the world fighting over low blows. Uh, again, the material. Right. Like, Nakamura's heel, heel turn is fine. Things are progressing. But, like, the actual material of the low blows, um, I think, is unacceptable for the, for those two. So that's a five for Bill. It's a pretty well-built show. Uh, commentary, we gave a point for the good job in the opener telling a story about Rollins' rehab knee. Uh, good job telling the story of Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss without degenerating to negative slants. Like if King would have been in there, like where things might have gone. Oh, yeah. Um, they do a good job talking about the bullying without actually bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, a good point. A good job by Vic Joseph. Uh, talks about how Hardy and Orton wouldn't uh, have a wrestled in 10 years since Royal Rumble 2008. So it's a kind of a good point that he brings up. I'm sorry, uh, Tom Phillips, not Vic Joseph. No, I, I like Big Tom. He, he's really good on commentary. And yeah. uh, I feel like Orton's like the one guy as we do this project where like they they do acknowledge his history in the company, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Cole opening the pay-per-view with negative energy. Uh, th- we're in the, the no pyro era still, mm-hmm. and it, it definitely hurts. Um, Cole talking about, quote, um, or not yet, um, Cole first talking about stories instead of feuds or issues. Um, and then uh, he says, quote, stories will continue tonight. Like, yeah, it's like, come on. People, people are spending money. People mm-hmm. have the network. They're, they're going to the show, whatever the case is. They're spending their time. At least pretend like there's going to be some kind of finality tonight. Right. And don't even attempt. Or don't anymore. call them stories. Like, yeah. Feuds or rivalries or, you know, whatever. Like, stories. Issues, tonight. Yeah. yeah. Anything, anything, but yes, uh, we still tell stories, pal. Uh, and then commentary having no clue what's going on or who is legal during the uh, Zane Owens and Lash yeah, Strong tag match. Lost. <laughs> yeah, match. it was a lost segment. <clears throat> that feud is Third, yeah. Throw it in the bin. A mess. That's a zero. Washed out for commentary. Atmosphere. We have a point for the <laughs> we have a point for the crowd being red hot for Rollins. A point for Hardy's big pop. A uh, really good buzz reaction. We didn't talk about this segment yet, but uh, Elias comes out to play and he gets interrupted a bunch. You get New Day, Rusev, Bobby Roode. It, it was they're all super over guys, and it was fun. Uh, a point for the huge pop for Daniel Bryan. A point for Nakamura's entrance. A point for Styles' entrance, and a point for the tension and danger when Joe makes his entrance, like you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our minuses, we've got the crowd quiet for Jackson Bliss and uh, even uh, Boo during Nia's uh, post-match promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jax is just not there as an empathetic face. We've got the crowd being flat for Orton and Hardy, which uh, crushed my soul. 
cast gets pure silence um mm-hmm. maybe deservedly so during this run the crowd is really quiet for uh charlotte and carmella um the crowd is pissed off at the finish of nakamura and styles and rightfully so uh the crowd is checked out on zoan on on zoan's on uh, zane and owen's drama um them going back and forth or trying mm-hmm. to like double turn on the other one nobody cared uh the crowd chance boring during uh slow spots on the show especially during the uh, the sluggish main event after uh, what ended up being a pretty long night. Yeah. That's another show that's like four hours. I mean, that's just this season. There's very mm-hmm. few. I think there's maybe one or two that aren't four hours, and most are well over four. So it's just a long season full of content. Uh, this is the content era. It's the content era. <laughs> that's, that's what it should be known as. <clears throat> just a ton of um, churning out as much as you can. All right, minus one there for atmosphere. Notable moments. I'm curious if this is a trend to this season. Like a lot of shows, long shows, long matches, nothing matters, right? That's mm-hmm. what these, in my mind, that's what this means. Like this season is going to be that. A lot of time given. It's going to be made or broken on match quality and investment into the storylines because I feel like a lot of these shows has nothing happening. And this is one of them. We gave two moments. Hardy beats Orton clean, which is kind of a big deal, but even that's a stretch. And Samoa Joe main events a dirty pay-per-view. Nothing else of consequence happened on this show. Yeah, that's uh, for four hours. That's um, a disappointing return. Uh, for our minuses, we got uh, Cass attacking Brian after the match. No need to keep that going on. Uh, completely wreck and even like risk Brian's health. Mm-hmm. If you're you know wanting to uh, handle this guy with with kid gloves and and keep him uh, in a bubble, like you know you want to limit his physicality. Um, We've and the announcers are, car- like, shitting on him while they're doing it. Oh, yeah, it. that's right, yeah. You call him, like, oh, he's insecure, and that's why he's bullying the little guy. Like, nothing made it. All the commentators, no one's even defending him. Like, they're just shitting on him as he's beating up Brian, and it was not good for anyone. Yeah. Uh, we've got Carmella beating uh, Charlotte clean. Um, it feels like kind of a wasted clean win on, uh, for Carmella over Charlotte. Um, she's just not there yet, but I think she will get there. Um, but at this point in time, not there yet. Uh, she should be cheating to win right now. Like, you know, handful of trunks, you know, they, they do a good job with the knee, but you know, like it was that Jericho finish, you know, the, 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 the exposed turnbuckle, the feet on the ropes, the Mm -hmm. trunks, whatever. Um, the double low blow finish, um, I'm going to harp on it again for two of the best workers of the last decade. It's, it's lame. It's disappointing. It's lazy. It's uninspiring. It's unacceptable. It's borderline disrespectful to uh, the workers and the fans, in my opinion. So it's a negative one for moments. So just, again, nothing happening. Two and a half for matches. Uh, card structure. We gave a point for starting hot with Rollins in an IC title match. A point for starting uh, for having Orton chasing the U.S. title that elevates the division. So it's a good decision. Uh, mixing in Elias, Rusev, No Way, uh, Jose, and New Day. Uh, a good choice for a non-match segment. The crowd is into all those guys. It's a peak for like almost all of them. Uh, you know, Elias is over. Rusev is mega over. Jose, he's got his minute minute in the sun here. And uh, New Day, of course, always over. So good good choice there for a non-wrestling segment. And then a good step for the no DQ for Styles Doc. Forget how it ended, but the stipulation coming in because of the low blows to me was like at least made sense. Yeah, we're definitely in the uh, fan interaction era mm-hmm. with all those guys that came out in that segment. Mm-hmm. Um, for our minuses, for though for card structure, we got uh, Waste of Brian. Uh, the cash put push makes sense. Um, he's big. You're trying to break him off a tag team, but Brian should have been used in like dream matches, like you yeah. said, or, or use him up the card. Uh, not kind of waste bullets here. Uh, another bad finish for Styles and Nakamura. We've got Lashley being wasted already after his hot return. Uh, no world title match to close the show uh, because of the finish to Nakamura and, and uh, Styles, and uh, also no Brock Lesnar. Yeah, so it's like you're kind of stuck because you're not going to end with the double low blow. So yeah. Um, all right, so it's a zero wash for card structure. Rewatchability, we gave a point for Elias's concert false start segment, like we talked about. Uh, a point for the nasty finish with Brian just clubbing Cass in the head into the cross face was really cool. Uh, and a point for Joe's urinaji through uh, the table on Reigns. Was really yeah, spot. that was awesome. Um, for our minuses, we've got Nia's flat anti-bullying promo in the ring. Mm. Um, it just rings hollow. The crowd's um, doing then, it. Uh, just make that a pre-tape on Raw or something. Like, yeah. not a live reaction situation. No. 
Um, and then uh, we've got Carmella screaming uh, and screeching all during the match with like no reaction. You can tell like she's trying super hard to get over and get her character work in, but again, like just not getting any reaction from the crowd yet. No, I don't need to see that one ever again. So it's a negative one on rewatchability. Uh, no all-time matches either way. So again, you know, it was nothing awful, but nothing great either. I mean, our highest combined match score was Reigns and Joe at three and a quarter. I mean, I was high on Styles Doc. You were low, but again, everything is in that two and a, two and three quarters to like three and a half range, and that's it. So the floor is high. Is the ceiling high? We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, so that gives us a total war score of four and a half. So after Greatest Royal Rumble, that seems high. Right. Uh, but that puts it down with, with some of the dregs. I mean, I think when you think of this show, it makes sense. You would kind of envision where it is. Like, you know, think of the type of shows it's around. Um, Rumble 95, Vengeance 04, Elimination Chamber 15, Elimination Chamber 12, No Mercy 99, the UK version. No way out. Oh five. Like you know, it's just kind of a whatever. Like it's 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 similar to a lot of those. I'm curious if this season is going to be a lot like um. Oh four oh five, right? Mm. We had a ton of shows in that, like just nothing happening range. Unforgiven oh four, Armageddon oh four, Taboo Tuesday oh four. Like those are all right below this, you know. So that that felt like this, just like a nothing happening. Fine, the matches are fine. There's no big moments. You can miss it and not miss anything. And I think it's a big hit to the content era that we're going to be going through. Mm-hmm. Like so many shows that just, you could just skip and it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, you, you can throw out a big show pretty much whenever you want because you have your own network. Um, but the downside of that is nothing happening. You don't want to, you don't want to advance your stories too fast as uh, Michael Cole would say. Um, so again, nothing happening. And the athleticism is really surprising to me because athleticism they have the best athletes the company's ever had. And I think this is a point that, uh, you know, I know me and Aaron have talked about, I think he said it publicly, but like the, the athleticism and the athletes are the best that they've ever had. Um, overall, even the workers are some of the best they've had, but like the actual character work and how that's implemented into the matches and the actual stories, like all time, like disengaging levels. So I'm curious to see if that picks up, if it, if it spikes or whatever during the season, you know, in a weird way, like as much as it was horrible at the time, there's a big argument to be made that that the pandemic really turned the ship around for WWE. Like they were able to reset and and think about what they mm-hmm. wanted to be. Nick Khan came into power more. They were able to refocus, and now where they have less pay per views, they feel bigger. They make everyone a big deal, whether it's international shows or whatever it is. Like everything just feels bigger and and less bloated. And that's still with a lot of TV time. I mean, they still got tons of shit, shitload of content out there. But um, they were just in a rough spot going into the pandemic era uh, with some of those the, the amount of stuff that they were churning out. I think Peacock helped too. Um, I would say the pandemic, but also the Peacock move where they had a little bit less uh, of just kind of running a ton of shows out there at all times. Um, all right, so that'll do it. Uh, as a reminder, we just got our top shows were below two at 44 points. Uh, SummerSlam 01 below that at 39. And then on from there, you can check where you something to kind of recap where we stand uh, in our top. I mean, we've now done, this is our 11th season we're covering, and we've done 94 pay-per-view events about this. So wow. a pretty good sample size, bud, uh, overall. Next episode will also be our 50th, so that'll be kind of cool. We'll continue 2018-19 season uh, with a couple more uh, pay-per-views on that episode. Until then, check out everything we have to offer here at the North-South Connection across uh, all of our platforms here on YouTube and any podcast app as well. Follow us on social media, northsouthconnection.com. want to give a shout-out to my boy Rocco Martone, Chain to the Dead. If you're into yes, metal, you can check out his work. And he, he tours a fairly decent amount in the New Jersey surrounding areas sometimes leaks into the northeast but you can see his work if you just search change of the dead out there shout out Rocco so then live your life above replacement level and-